Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Infinite Boost podcast. This week, I am joined by Wooz, who is the uh, he is the caretaker of the Melon Patch, the founder of Melon Patch Gaming. Uh, he is another franchise owner and participator in IGL. Kind enough to spend some time with me here uh, on the show, Wooz. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. I appreciate you inviting me on. Oh, for sure. For sure. So uh, before we get going into the normal Infinite Boost uh, nonsense, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe how you got into Rocket League, where the melon patch came from and all of that, and then we'll start getting into the nitty gritty. Absolutely. Uh, my real name's Curtis Woosley. Uh, Woosley, as you can see, is where Woos came from. It's actually a nickname every single male in my family ends up getting. Uh, so I just decided to play with it and be the first online persona of that. Uh, as far as how I got into Rocket League and everything like that, um, what's funny enough is it actually all stems from a bachelor party. Uh, we were at a, my cousin's bachelor party, um, and I got introduced to Rocket League for the first time like three or four years ago, however long it was. Um, and I fell in love with the game. Keep in mind, we had might been a slight bit intoxicated, but regardless, it made it a ton of fun. Uh, so I came back, I downloaded the game and wanted to get better. And I turned to, for the first time, looking at streamers. Um, so I found a streamer, I think it's Derek is who I looked at. Um, it's trying to figure out how do I get better? Like, what's the way, how do you have mechanics? Like, what is this? Um, and then as I watched him, I was like, you know, this streaming thing seems like a lot of fun. So I started looking up how to stream myself. Um, and then at the time, I only had an Xbox and no PC. So I started streaming on Mixer. Um, I fell in love with it. So I then started saving up money to get a PC. And I streamed on Mixer for almost two years. Um, ended up growing a decent following on there, actually. Um, I was just about to hit 2,000 followers on there whenever I switched over to Twitch in the spring of... 2020 yes in the spring of 2020 i switched to twitch a month before they announced mixer was shutting down so perfect timing i got the jump on that <laughs> uh and then uh and during that time um i had been casting for igl for about three or four months um and that had kind of gotten my start into esports side more of the competitive side rather than just the content and i was really falling in love with it i've always been a really competitive guy i've competed with my friends my brother i've been in uh competitive um type sports and were events like marching band uh we were like nationally placed and i've always had a want and need to compete and getting into that made me start going down the path of this could be a career because I was kind of lost at the time is what I wanted to do. I was working and managing a parkour gym, which I love, but long-term, there wasn't going to be any growth. So I was really trying to figure out what do I want to do long-term that I can be able to you know, raise a family and support myself for the long haul. Um, and I was like, this industry is booming and it's going nowhere but up. This might be a route I can take. Um, I started looking into jobs um, and different ways to make money in esports. I was already casting, so I even looked into that a little bit, but realized how competitive it was. I didn't think I had the natural talent. Um, and I kind of realized a lot of people have a head up because they have big degrees or lots of experience or they've gotten in early. Uh, so I kind of figured I kind of had to tread, by, tread my own way um, to be able to do that. So I started looking into what it took to have my own team. Uh, whether it be managing a team or managing a full organization, things like that. Um, and on my stream, to go ahead and get started, I had started getting into tournament production and tournament organizing. Um, so I started doing some different tournaments. My very first stream on Twitch actually was my first big tournament. Um, very first stream on Twitch rocked out a max of 45 viewers, which was awesome. Um, got invited to be an affiliate on the sixth day before the seven, seven day like requirement even. And by the end of July, I had found Volts, which is my CEO, um, as my right-hand guy, and we started Melon Patch Gaming. Um, if you want, I can get into how my, it's not called Melon Patch. That's a whole deal with my uh, stream and how that was going. But regardless, that is my story of how it all began. And then it's just been great ever since. So is, is Melon Patch all you do now? No, I I work at a uh, aluminum smelter uh, on night shift, so that's okay. my that's my day job, night job, whatever you want to call it. The job. Yeah. 
What's the long-term vision for Melon Patch then, or just like yourself in general, in terms of, you know, you forging your own path and doing your own thing, trying to create something greater out of it? What is your, what do you envision or what are your long-term goals? Um, it's either A or B. A, I gain enough experience to get a, to get a, another job in esports that is going to support me or B, the preferred route. Um, it continues to grow. We can continue to get clients. Um, we are working on subsidiaries and things like that to be able to start getting revenue streams in uh, flowing back into Melon Patch because that's our biggest lack is money. Um, so we can start getting teams, get the proper branding out there, uh, eventually grow it and grow it, get more sponsorships, make money, pay people, whole nine yards. <laughs> when you say clients, what do you mean? Like what kind of work are you doing? So like right now, we are working on a partnership with another organization for production, uh, for a tournament production. Um, we just started doing tournaments again. It's, we took a year hiatus from it. We just started doing it. We've knocked it out of the park. We are, um, I don't want to say, I want to be like mean to my competitor, but we, we ran a $30 tournament at the same time as a $100 tournament on a Wednesday night. And we kind of blew them out of the water. Um, even with less uh, money, we had a much better production value. We had uh, better viewership than them, and we had comparable for the comparable amount of teams for the first one, but absolutely blew them out of the water for how many teams signed up for ours on the second one. And it just honestly meant it was due to our marketing. As far as other kind of clients, um, I can't talk too much about that right now because we are uh, launching a subsidiary in January. Um, we haven't publicly announced that yet but we are talking to clients for that subsidiary already and it's looking like we could be uh within three months be profitable with that and be able to take those profits and funnel them back into uh the main organization um but that's where the client side of things comes from but we're also working on in the first quarter of 2022 um working on getting a kickstarter campaign going for the other subsidiary which would be our academy um doing coaching sales we have a business model that we've uh come up with um that i think none of the competitors within esports coaching are doing. Um, so if we can get the Kickstarter campaign launched in the first quarter, which is the goal to be able to raise money because the back end for that website is going to be very expensive and I personally don't have the cash. Um, so that's the other thing we're working on and which of course will include clients being both players and coaches um, and whatnot. So, so what is the, I, I guess what, what kind of motivates you or drives you to keep on adding on to everything that you're doing or where do these where do these ideas come from and and just how how do you keep yourself going with with all of these things that aren't necessarily producing anything right now but you you know are moving towards something um mainly because i i've the community i've grown both through content creation and i switched everything over to the organization the community has been absolutely amazing they do nothing but support me they've switched switched roads with me several times um and it continues to grow my staff has been amazing they all have just as much uh just as much passion for this project as i do so it's it's to the point now i can't let people down you know and not only that i'm kind of all in at this point if it fails i don't know what i don't know what i'm going to do for a career because uh, i really don't want to be stuck in a factory the rest of my life i've worked at factory work for quite a while and i cannot stand it so i'm looking for a way out and this is my way um, and Melon Patch Gaming for it to succeed needs revenue. Um, I don't provide a lot of that myself. I've, I've, I'm the only funder currently, um, but I don't have a lot. That's what's held us back from our competitors. So getting these side like subsidiaries and side um, ways to drive cash flow is absolutely necessary for us to continue to succeed and move further because we have been moving at a slower rate due to money. Um, so it, it literally just comes down to it being a necessity for success. Mm-hmm. What is that like grinding on all of these different things while also working, I'm guessing, 30, 40 hours a week? Um, it's a lack of social interaction. <laughs> Most of my social interaction does come online. Um, I, I try to make some time for family and friends um, when I can. I, I do happen to go to hockey games here locally. That's pretty much the only time I get out of my house, to be honest, to spend time with friends. Um, but I did have a lot of family stuff going on this fall as my brother and sister got married um, in Thanksgiving and whatnot. So that helped to get out of the house and kind of have that break. But for the most part, I really don't get out. I'm, when I get off work, I come home, I sleep for five or six hours. Um, I get, I just like today, I roll out of bed and come sit at my desk, um, start doing meetings and other kind of work. Um, we try to make, since I am night shift, I am up all night normally anyway. 
Um, so try to make time to play with friends. Half of them, the friends are at this point are, are part of MPG, but we try to make time to game uh, late at night to at least uh, let some of the, get some of the stress out and things like that. But it really just comes down to that. I mean, just gotta, gotta make sacrifices where do, where, uh, where you can to uh, mm-hmm. make sure you have time for it all. So, and do, do friends or family or other people that you know that don't exist on the internet understand what you're working on or like, how do you, how do you have those conversations? Because, you know, I, I hate to say it and it's, it still exists that disconnect in between the internet and people that don't exist primarily on the internet. Like how do you have those conversations or explain to people everything that you're doing and what it's for and why you're doing it? Like what, what do those conversations look like? It's hard. Uh, my personal friends have been, they've been gaming just like me since we've been young. So it's not hard for them. They understand. Um, so I, I think sometimes they think I might be crazy. The fact that I'm trying to reach for these crazy dreams, but, uh, they also aren't as ambitious as I am and don't mind living not quite such an exciting or busy life, which is each to their own. I, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but they know I've always been that kind of guy. Um, so they understand my family on the other hand, not so much. It takes a little bit more explaining. Um, I'm, they they are supportive. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they just don't know how to be supportive. So they're just they're just verbally supportive. Like good job, son. It sounds really cool. Things like that. My dad doesn't understand it at all. Um, mm-hmm. The best way that uh, my mom does a little bit, and then other family is just kind of eh, whether they understand it. But the best best way I kind of explain it to them is it's just like your normal sports club. Look at the NFL. Look at hockey. Uh, look at all of them. They they all do pretty much the same thing. They contract players to play. There's media involved, branding, marketing. It's it's all there. It's just now it's online and it's, it's with a video game. Mm-hmm. And so how long have you been working on Melon Patch? Like how long has this project been ongoing? Uh, July 28th, 2020 was our inception. Um, and we became an official LLC uh, in February of this year. Oh, so you're official. It's yes. like a real thing. Uh, yep, doing taxes and all that right now. <laughs> Getting wow. prepared for that right now. It's kind of stressful, oh, not going to lie. I'm sure that feels good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's new. I've never done it before, so it's it's a new experience. That's You've never sure. done taxes before? Well, I've done taxes, just not business taxes. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Cool. Well, how about, how about Rocket League? What's your relationship like with Rocket League? Obviously... Uh, maybe a little different than some considering you're spending so much time, you know, working in working in the patch, as they say. Right. Uh, I love the game. <laughs> it's by far I put the most hours into this game than any other game. Uh, I love this game more than any other game I've played. The only one that comes close would probably be Modern Warfare 3 um, or maybe Super Mario Sunshine. Um, but like this game is just my competitive life i mean i literally i get on and i play this and i spend a little time playing phasmophobia and maybe apex every now and then but i literally if i'm getting on i'm playing rocket league now it's even on my phone (laughs) so uh it's i just i really love it and people can complain about the game or complain about problems with it toxicity in the community blah 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 blah. i really enjoy playing and competing i still play an igl i play one circuit with my coo volts um we don't play we don't try to like win too hard it's more of our kind of like break but we still can have a, a competitive drive because we're both competitive people um but yeah i mean i don't get to play as often as i used to or as often as i'd like but i still get time to just sit in free play honestly free play is fantastic that's probably my favorite part of the game at this point because while i'm sitting in meetings it's gotten to the point that i've played so much of the game that i can just hit the ball around in free play and not even pay attention to the game and still enjoy it while i'm talking to people in meetings and stuff it's your fidget spinner Pretty much, yeah. Honestly, it's that's kind of what it's become. What is it about Rocket League that has you so hooked? I can't be good. <laughs> I, I can't hit GC. I don't know. I like it. It's just there's so much intricacy. The the ceiling um, for improvement just keeps on going up. Like it, nobody's ever going to hit it. The competitive drive is there. It's fast paced. I, I do not have a long attention span, so it keeps me involved and keeps me that whole five minutes. I am locked in. Um, and as soon as five minutes over, I can be like, ah, when's the next one? Uh, it just, I guess maybe it's a dopamine rush. I, it's gotta be something along those lines. Cause I just, every time I just want to do more. Hmm. 
So do you ever spend much time in training or anything like that? Or how do you, how do you spend your Rocket League time, especially since it sounds like you don't have a lot of time? Majority of it's probably spent in free play now. Um, anytime we can get on late at night or whenever we're in between things, um, hop on for, you know, two or three games. It's usually not very long. Whenever we are, I'm playing games wise, um, it's usually not a long stretch. It's like two or three max. And then I have to get off, you know, like um, today I've got one more meeting after this and I'll have 30 minutes before I go to the gym. So during that 30 minutes, I'm going to try to get on and play two games. Um, but but during the meeting, I'm going to be in free play beforehand because I can literally just knock the ball around while I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily I think during that meeting, I don't have to be taking notes. I think my CEO, we kind of hand that off back and forth. So one of us doesn't have to be, uh, typing so we can do exactly that. We can kind of take turns. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's honestly majority of it's spent in free play now just because of the nature of the beast. Um, and then the few times I do get to play games, it's usually just a couple at a time. Mm-hmm. And where are you rank wise right now? Uh, threes. I am champ two. Uh, in twos, I recently played with my gold buddies and dropped, uh, <laughs> cause I just can't carry them. Well, one of them, one of them's diamond. That's how we got away with that. But, uh, and then I got back up to champ two twos. I dropped a little bit and I am champ one. I was one game away for champ two, like back and forth for like a week. And then, uh, ranks reset. Um, and ones I am diamond. Mm-hmm. I'm not a ones guy. Ones is how, well, I mean, we don't need to worry about that. <laughs> Uh, so what, what do you, what do you feel like is your biggest weak points then in rocket league? Yeah. Um, patience, I would probably say, um, and almost overthinking at times. Cause I, when I play with my teammates, whenever we're not in IGL, I don't know why, when it comes to like a competitive game, like indie gaming league, I lock in and it's just different. I'm like, in, I'm in, you know, flow state as they say. Um, but when we're playing competitive, I play with them and I just, I'm terrible. I hesitate everything. Cause I don't, I, it's almost like I can't expect what they're going to do. Cause we're all playing together and playing too hard. And we're all like trying to beat each other ball almost. And then, but I solo queue and I'm amazing. I'm like opposite of most people. I don't like having a team to play ranked with. I love having a team to play competitive leagues with, but not ranked. I'm terrible with a team. As soon as I get into solo queue, I can start to read the play way better. Um, I'm not hesitating. I'm just going for things because I'm, I guess I'm uh, paying attention to where my teammates are at more often. I don't know, but I'm able to read, read the field way easier in uh, solo queue that, than I am with teammates. What do you think the difference is? Uh, I, honestly, I think it comes down to, I almost trust my teammates on my actual team too much. And then whenever we're playing in ranked, we're not taking it as seriously. So we'll kind of, uh, go for things that we maybe we shouldn't or make mistakes more often because it's not league play um, versus in solo queue. I have to be attentive to my teammates at all times of where they're going to be and what they're going to do, because I know that I don't, they're not communicating what they're doing. So I have to be reading the play much more intently. And because of that, I'm w- way more in tuned of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So really when you're playing with your friends, you're just not taking it as seriously. So it's it's not necessarily that you play worse. It's just it's just different. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, um, because like I said, whenever my teammates hop into league play, we're play indie gaming league. We we rock it. I mean, we were playing very in tuned. Our rotations are superb. I mean, mistakes are very little. But yeah, and as soon as we hop in, hop into ranked, it's it's not quite the same. Like I'm trying to figure out when to go because I don't know when they're going at that point. <laughs> Even if we are doing like some half, you know, some half comms. Um, but it, I guess whenever I get into solo queue, I, cause I really enjoy league. Play. I, if I could do league play for every match, I would, I really enjoy that getting in the flow state, hard calming and all that. So I guess getting into solo queue, I get into that zone a little easier, um, than I do just playing ranked with some friends. So when you are solo queuing or when you're hopping on for just a few games on your own, whatever that might look like, what is what is your mindset going in to those games or do you have any mindset or like, what are you thinking about when you're going into those games? Uh, my very first thought is, can I be an aggressor or do I need to play more, more third man? That's my 
first thought immediately. Am I going to have somebody who uh, either one or two teammates who just ball chase unrelentingly and I need to make sure I'm back more and doing more shadow defense? Um, or am I going to be able to rotate up into first man, which is my preferred method and create chaos and go for demos and things like that? Um, I used to only do that option and uh, it, it really was a problem. And once I really started paying attention and in improving my third man skills is when I started ranking up. So now at this point, when I get in, I really need to figure out, do I need to be more passive or can I be aggressive based on my teammates? Mm -hmm. And when you said the things that you struggled with, one of them was patience. What was the other one? Uh, patience and I rush my mechanics for mm -hmm. sure. I, I, I do not have the patience. It really falls down to patience again, but I feel like it's different in this sense because I almost get too excited and I click buttons too early or like I want to go for a mechanic that maybe I'm not quite ready for or I'm not set up for, but I attempt it anyway because I'm just excited to go for a mechanic. Um, and that ends up being my downfall. Mm -hmm. What would you say your goal with Rocket League is? Like, do you do you want to be improving or are you pretty satisfied with where you're at? Obviously, you're competitive and at the same time, you have all this other stuff on your plate. So is it just like... Does Rocket League frustrate you at all because you aren't necessarily improving maybe as much as you would want to or as fast as you would want to? Like, what is it? What does that relationship look like for you since you have all these other things that you're doing on a consistent basis? Um, I mean, it definitely frustrates me at times, just like anything that you're passionate or like pretty involved with. Um, but for the most part, I I'm pretty happy with with it as long as I'm trying to make improvement. I'm gonna be happy. Um, I know that I'm never, I, hell, I don't even know if I'll ever reach SSL. That'd be awesome. Uh, but I'm definitely not going to end up being competing because I'm not on the right side of that. I chose, I chose my path and I'm going to stick to it. Um, but as I just always want to be improving, you know, whether I eventually get there or not, that, that honestly doesn't matter for me. As long as I am making improvements somewhere, whether it be in rank, whether it be in skill, whether it be, um, just in on-field knowledge to where I can coach better, um, which I'm, I'm not a coach myself, but having that knowledge and in the position I am dealing with coaches, potentially it's good knowledge to have. So as long as I'm improving in some aspect, whether it just be field knowledge, mechanics, skill rank, as long as I'm striving for something, that's, that's all that matters to me. And how long have you been around the rank that you're at right now? Um, I've been in champ for six months, I think. Um, and I just hit champ two about three or four weeks ago. Okay, so you you are I wouldn't say that that would be you being stuck anywhere then. Like that's No, not quite. That's no, a reasonable right. So I was you in, you feel like you're improving then. Oh, absolutely. I was in diamond for almost a year. So <laughs> uh, so I I still feel like I'm definitely improving. I'm getting I I have a, the the cool thing about owning Melon Patch Gaming is I have lots of resources at my disposal. So I get to play with a lot of different people as well. I can pl I play with SSLs. I play with Grand Champs. I play with people below me. Um, I have access to coaches if I want. Um, I don't have the time to use them, but whenever I do play with them, they can tell me what I'm doing wrong. Um, don't get me wrong. A lot of time we're playing casually or just for fun. Um, but if I ever have questions, they're always there to to answer me. I've, heck, half the, uh, half the like bubble scene teams that we've... Um, recruited i've played with and i've had them help me like with mechanic or something like that that i've been struggling with to um work on which has been a great great resource and, and awesome to have um but not only that it also if you go to them asking for that they feel like they're more involved um and feel like they're more valuable which helps keep them as well so it's honestly it's also a good important business aspect yeah so you would say that you feel like you are improving regularly or when you say as long as you feel like you're always improving you'll you're satisfied and you feel at this point that that is the case yeah i would i would say so as long as i'm working towards improvement the improvement can be really minuscule but as far as long as i feel like i get just little uh almost like they're teasing me with improvement like as long as i can feel that it's coming then i'm good if i ever get to the point where i'm hard stuck for a year and i literally i've done nothing i've honestly gone backwards at that point i'm probably going to get really frustrated and uh figure either a figure out well, what's my issue do i even have time to improve at this anymore do i need to find a new game something like that um but i don't know if i'll ever get to that point i just I, the games i love the game <laughs> do you feel recently that you have had any moment or any time where you have been frustrated with your game and how your game is going or maybe like you feel like you haven't made any progress 
Do you remember a time like that at all recently? Um, getting into Champ Two, honestly, that was pretty frustrating because I, uh, probably about four months ago, I got up to Champ One Div Four, was there for about a week, and then went on a hard drop. Um, and then about four weeks ago, I got uh, back up to Champ One Div Four consistently, and I stayed like with I stayed within four or five games of Champ Two for almost three weeks. And just could not take that next step into champ two. And it just was driving me insane. And that was in twos, by the way. Um, I just recently switched back to maining threes. And as soon as I did that, I rocketed up to champ two. So I, threes has always been, was my game mode for a long time. I had just started maining twos because me and Volts did twos in IGL. Um, but threes was always my main. I just, I understand the rotation better. So, so do you, what do you think it was? What was frustrating about that? I, I just couldn't, I could feel it. Like I, I got told by multiple people, everybody I was playing with, like you are better than a champ one. Like I was, I've, I've been playing with GCs. Uh, Volts, my teammate is a C3. Um, he's hit GC, but hasn't been able to keep it. And in IGL, we're in tier two now and we're playing against grand champs on the normal basis. And we're keeping up and even winning quite a bit of our games. Uh, we made, so uh, I know I'm good enough. <laughs> I'm playing at that level and winning um, with a, like in another, you know, outside of rank. So I know I'm good enough. And the fact that I couldn't break it, break that ceiling and get into that next rank was just killing me. And, and more than anything, it just drove me to try to improve more and, and want to play more, even though I didn't have the time. What's I'm tell me then what, what is, so you're playing with all these higher rank players. They're telling you that you're better when you so when you play is it mostly solo queue then oh yeah almost always okay what's holding you back what's getting in the way um man i really think it i think it just all comes down to patience man i lose, I lose my patience in the game a lot as far as like waiting for teammates and i'll just start going for things more it's it's that it's like what i already said it's that and i i, I really i attempt a lot of mechanics i can't do yet just because I don't, I just want, I want to go for them. <laughs> I want the clip. Mm -hmm. And I think, and there's a lot of goals that get scored on me because I go for a musty, a musty that I can't do musties to save my life. So. And yet you're going for them. Oh, absolutely. If I, if I don't go for them, I'll never hit them. <laughs> <laughs> do you practice them? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I practice them in free play, but, but even, the, but I, it's, the feeling in free play and pulling it off and then where I can control the ball a little bit more versus having to do it on the fly in a game is different. Yeah. Right. And don't be wrong. You should definitely get a skill in free play or in like training packs before you take it to a game. But I've always just broken that rule. Yeah. So if, if you went into free play right now and I told you to do a musty, like a ceiling shot, musty flick out of 10, how many would you actually score if you had to set it up randomly and just go for it? Like, say you're driving around the ball and I say, go for it. And you have to set it up immediately, just May free. And then maybe hit. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe one. <laughs> right. And and here's the thing. I, I want to hold your feet to the fire a little bit because that's just who I am. And yep. I don't want to sit here and let anybody think that I'm judging you for doing things that you want to do with the game that you're doing for fun. Like if you want to do stupid stuff in ranked games, by all means go for it. <laughs> I, you know, I want, right. I want people to be happy and I want people to have fun. And you know, it, it's, it's that, it's that cat and mouse. It's the balance right. of doing something that you enjoy and just going for it. Cause why not? go go honestly exactly. i appreciate people that will just go for it and you get to accept the consequences on the other side of getting yep. scored on and still being <laughs> in champ one you know which is more important you hitting a clip and i will say and this isn't me like throwing you under the bus or something but are you really gonna get a clip if you can only hit something one out of ten times Every now and then. <laughs> Every now and then. Is it really worth it, though? Oh, man, I don't know. <coughs> Sorry. How get, many times get, are you going to watch so much... that one clip? <coughs> oh, man. I've, that, like, 
I mean, oh, probably so, only for a couple days, but <laughs> I get so much buildup and the release when I finally get it after months of attempting it is great. Oh my gosh, it's addicting. Yes. And I uh, wholeheartedly uh, agree. Because I was attempting flip resets for the longest time and I would do them in free play and I um, and I wasn't hitting them there, but I was slowly starting to and I would just go for them all the time. And I honestly got to the point I was hitting flip resets. Um, so keep in mind, it wasn't very often at the time, but I was hitting flip resets more often in ranked than I was in free play because the few times that I was able to get it in ranked, I recognized those opportunities so much more because I learned from the one time I hit it. I said, OK, I can hit it then. That's exactly what I have to do. Uh, because whenever everything all the chaos is going around and you see all the all the teams there and all the players like going for the ball everything just seems to narrow in i almost get like tunnel vision right hmm. versus in free play i'm just hitting the ball around you know i don't i don't have the the pressure to make sure i have to hit it um so i can and while a lot, a lot of people are going to say it's better that way because you can just take your time uh you don't have that time in game a lot you just don't. People are going up, coming up to challenge you, uh, trying to stop you from doing what you're doing. It doesn't even roll, roll up the uh, the uh, sidewall very often for you to take it off the wall. It usually like, will bounce more often, so you have to go for some weird angles. So the fact that whenever I do finally hit him in competitive, I feel like I, I learn way more off of that one time of hitting in competitive than I would one time in free play. That's pretty interesting. I feel like you're just legitimizing... You're going for them in a game. If we're being maybe completely I am. honest, maybe I am. But as long as I'm happy doing what I'm doing, I don't care. <laughs> if it if it works for you, man. I mean, if it works for you, that's fine. I think this is this is a really interesting conversation because there are a lot of guys, folks that listen to this show that don't have the ability to just sit at the game four or five hours a day, or even, you know, let's even, even five hours a week, you know, how, how, and you could tell me this, you play on steam. Yeah. Yes. So you can see how many hours do you usually have every two weeks? Uh, I think the last time I looked, which was last week, I think my two weeks was at 22 or 23 hours. Okay, so you're playing Rocket League like it's a part-time job, 10 hours a week. I'm sure yeah. there are some people that probably get that. There are somebody there are some people that probably get even less than that, uh, you know, that listen to this show. So I think this is a really good use case or understanding of how to best utilize the game or get out of the game what you want to right. get when you don't necessarily have the ability to put 20, 25 hours in a week or even more right. as some people have, you know, I'm curious then you, you said some really, it, some things that are fascinating to me in terms of how you, how you look at that. And again, I don't care. It is, it is what it is. Right. Right. I feel like you are legitimizing this whole, <laughs> uh, well, it's fine if I just go for it in the game because you aren't going to learn it in the game if you don't go for it in the game. I get, which is true, right? You have to start from somewhere. You know, the one, the <laughs> one thing, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to try and sit here and argue with that about that because I mean, it just doesn't matter. Right. Uh, I think one thing that is interesting for me is when you say that you don't necessarily get the same practice or you get the same feeling from free play is you've almost lulled yourself into this habit of not paying attention and kind of zoning out when you're in free play. Oh, for sure. Uh, for the most, for the most part, unless I get on specifically to practice like one thing, like I've got five minutes and in this five minutes, I want to hit a backboard read. In which case, I'm very zoned in for that five minutes. But for like long-term free play things where I'm just zoning out while I'm talking to people, oh, for sure, I'm mostly zoned out. Well, and I guess it's one thing if you're in a meeting and kind of, you know, just doing this fidget spinner thing. If you're yeah. in a meeting where you need to pay attention, I'm not going to expect that somebody that, that you could focus on a meeting and work on flip resets at the same time. You, right. you just can't practice something as intentional as actually getting better at something like if i wanted to this happens all the time if my wife walks into my room while i'm practicing something 
and she's trying to have a conversation with me, then I'm going to end up using some very choice words, not at her, but at the game, because <laughs> I'm not able to focus on the game as much as I would like to right. and be able to focus on her. So I get that 100%. And I think I'm curious, and if you'd be open to doing a little experiment of taking a week or two, and obviously if you're only getting on you know, a few hours a week, it would take a little bit more time, but using maybe a larger majority of the time that you have to play the game to intentionally work on flip resets or something that you want to improve on in the game. And then in a month's time, see what, how much that improvement actually moves forward faster. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm down. I'm always down for experiments. Yeah, because I, th I, th the biggest thing that really stuck out to me was about how, or I guess what struck me was that your free play time is not intentional time. And if it's not intentional, then it's not productive. Right. And you could say that about free play. You could say that about any of the hundreds of things that you have going on is that, yeah, oh, I spend, I get in free play. I work on training packs. Well, and that's, I'm doing this goofy, like, <laughs> right. I Oompa Loompa movement if you're not watching the video. And that's not me talking. I'm not making fun of you. I, that's just Joe Schmo, general person, whoever yep. it might be out there that says, yeah, I spend time in training packs. And if you're not necessarily working on something concrete, if you're not really honed in on something specific, then is it really worthwhile time at all? I mean, as far as for improvement, eh, not not really. I mean, at least I'm, the biggest thing I'm getting from that is being able to, I guess, hit the ball more often when I'm not paying attention to the game. <laughs> that's about I think that's the only thing that I could say that I'm getting from it whenever I'm not zoned in. Totally. Yeah. And I th I think that. I think this is a this is a perfect example. Look at how many people stream Rocket League and are champ three, GC one, GC two. Like they're good players and they play the game well, but they don't pay attention to the game at all. It's right. They because, have so much distraction going on. Right. They're looking at a chat. They're you know checking their phone. They're doing all these crazy things while they're playing the game, and they're still able to perform at that high level. And it's because they have the skill up to that level. It's right. it's almost just like watching a professional player stream. They could be not even looking at their screen and reading chat and having a million different thoughts and conversations, but they can hit the flip resets because the muscle memory is just there. They just know how to do it, right? Yep. And 100%. I, I think that taking a... I, I would be curious to know how much time it would take and everybody's different, but I, I'd be curious, you know, if you're, if you said to yourself, I'm going to take the next two months and instead of, or maybe even season five, that's kind of a long time. I'm going to take like a month and a half. I'm going to work on these things. I'm going to work on flip resets, 80% of my rocket league time. And then see where you're at in those two months or that month and a half. Right. And then those clips are going to come a little bit easier than the one out of a hundred times that you actually get the opportunity to hit them before. A hundred percent. I mean, that, that's your, de I definitely see much vast improvement, uh, based on what I'm doing now. Uh, it, I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever that that would work way better. But it's just not as fun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's that's you know what that is? It's it's the do you want do you want a dollar right now or do you want a hundred dollars in a month? Which do you which do you want? And exactly. And the, the millennial the millennial mindset is always I want it now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, it has, has a full grasp on me. Yeah. I have the understanding of how to hit a flip, re flip reset, so I'm just going to try it and hope that it works out. And if it doesn't, 
whatever. But if it does, hey, you, you, you know I'm putting that on Twitter. Exactly. Yes, no, <laughs> I get that. Do you think there is any, or I guess, do you think it would be possible that you would ever commit yourself a little bit more to spending more time in training or a little bit more intentional to hone those things to see that improvement? Oh, 100%. A little if bit it, more uh, like regularly. If it can get to the point where I don't have my current job, where I am in esports full time, I 100% want to. That's that's. But I just, I have to grind to get there first because I mean I work, I work minimum 40 hours a week, maximum like 60 something. Like this well, week I'm working 56 hours, and it just the time isn't there usually. So once I, mean, I can in, in the in the world that you exist in now. Oh gosh. Uh, whenever we don't have as much growth going on. I could, and I would have be happy to where I'm at currently. No, but sorry, I want to clarify taking. So if you, if you hopped on for, let's say two hours every day or whatever, I guess that's about what you have every day instead of playing games for an hour and a half and maybe being in free play for an hour and a half, switching those. Like as your world exists right now, I could. I don't think I would enjoy it as much, though. Uh, I don't think I would get the as much of the uh, stress release and like the the escape from everything quite as much. Mm-hmm. So that I would prefer. I would prefer not to. Would I see more improvement? Yeah, definitely. I all hundred percent agree with that. But I think I prefer doing it the way I do now, just because it's it's more fun. I get I get that break from the grind that I'm on, um, and it allows me to not go insane. What is <laughs> And I'm not looking for anything specific and I completely understand where you're coming from. What do you think is more fun about playing than practicing something? Um, Probably just get, I mean, just getting the satisfaction of winning more than, more than anything. Um, Even if I'm, even if I'm losing, I can still have fun, but it's obviously not going to be as much, Um, Mm -hmm. but getting the satisfaction of winning, beating the competition, um, it's just, it's, it's addicting. That's I'm, 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 I've always been a competitive person. So I've always been drawn to want to do that. Do you, do you think there's any aspect of it for you that there is, even though you are focused or connected to the game, there is some sense of disengagement at the same time. It definitely, I'd say game to game. It depends too. Cause if it's a really close game and it's like, we've got a minute and a half left and I'm down by one or two. I feel like at that point I'm less disengaged, but at the beginning of a game, I'm for sure I'm I'm a little more disengaged than than I would be doing like league play or something like that. Yeah, that uh, how how can I put this? That it's almost like you go into an autopilot, right? Like even even though there, and it's weird to say this because it is competitive. You want to win. You're locked in to a point. But at the same time, you're not trying or putting in the same kind of effort that you would be at a job or in a meeting when you're having to be very intentional about whatever it is you're doing. Right. And it's someone and you don't I mean, as far as life goes, you want to have those times where you can just disengage a little bit and just enjoy something anyway, because if you're constantly putting that amount of effort into something that is exhausting. Yeah. So you, you have to have those things in life that. that you can disengage in and still enjoy. And Rocket League is just one of those things for me. Uh, and not at all times, because I do like to engage uh, fully uh, sometimes. But uh, a lot of times it is that. It's 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 just that uh, that fun enjoyment. Hmm. That is it. I, I've been thinking about this a lot, or it's one of the things that I really think about the most when it comes to Rocket League and talking to people and, you know, having the conversations that I have for the show is the one thing that I hear a lot or hear from people in the Discord or whatever is that training and being in free play or working on things just I I don't do it enough because it's not fun or I'd rather be winning games. 
the thing that gets me the most is the winning games part because yeah, like I, I like winning games too, but the excitement that comes from winning a game for me is just as exciting as real, like learning something new about how to hit a double tap or learning how to read the ball off the backboard or spending the time working on flip resets. And I have been trying to do more flip resets in, in free play and training. And when it almost works or when I'm thinking about it and like screwing something up and then I think about it, I think of something new to try and then I try it and it works just a little bit better. That's exhilarating to me. Like that's exciting because I, I see that, little incremental progress that that is my win you know right and i don't i i that's just really interesting to me because uh if you know i guess it only works up to a point because eventually even when you improve you rank up to a place where you can't win every single game right I, th- I think because I agree with you, I definitely get that same kind of sensation when I'm free play working on those mechanics, but it takes more concentration and effort for me to work on something that I don't have versus in game. I can disengage and still have teammates that can help me win the game. Right. So it's less effort. I'm not quite as exhausted from that amount of time and I'm still enjoying it. So I think that's what it comes down to is more of the casual enjoyment rather than the intensive need to improve a mechanic i enjoy both and i like having time for both but whenever Mm -hmm. i need to have that disengagement time which tends to be a majority of it um games just are able to do that more right yeah i think i think that really is pretty clarifying for me because i i again it's it's just that weird (laughs) dichotomy of it's, you know, you get that, you get that boost of energy from hitting that clip or scoring a goal or doing whatever. And you can't get that from practicing the amount of effort or commitment or what have you is just maybe a little bit lower when you're doing it through playing a game than when you're doing it through trying something that you can't already do. Right. Like yep, I, 100, I 100% agree. Getting on the treadmill is good for you. And once you're done, it feels great. And when you do that every day for a month, you really feel accomplished. But God, getting on the treadmill sucks. <laughs> Yes, it does. It's it's same thing as working out until you can get in a routine, like getting myself up out of my seat to go to the gym is exhausting. Once I'm there, I enjoy it. I don't regret it. I feel great afterwards. But just uh, committing to it is just like, God, I don't I, I don't want to go. <laughs> Wait. So, OK, so this is this is a, a perfect example then. And I'm glad that I brought that up. So say you were to commit yourself a half an hour and you don't want to do it now. And if you spent a half an hour every day working on flip resets, say in a month's time, would that shift how you feel about it in, in total? Like now that you do work out on a consistent basis, how does the feeling change or how do the feelings you have about working out or going through that process look different than when you first started? Oh, a hundred percent. I think it gets easier to put, put yourself in the rhythm of doing it. Um, because you, you then get there because it's just part of your normal routine now, and then you enjoy it and you feel great afterwards. So I'd a hundred percent agree that I think it would be easier. Um, the biggest thing is when you do drop off of that routine, it's just another, oh, I gotta go do it, you know? Cause like, I going to the gym, if we're going to continue to use that analogy, I just went through Thanksgiving and a wedding, um, for my brother. So I didn't go to the gym for almost two weeks and then getting back up off my, off my butt and going, okay, I got to get back to the gym. You know, I just gained like 10 pounds from Thanksgiving <laughs> and, uh, I didn't actually gain 10 pounds for the record. I'm just, <laughs> but it's still like, I got to get up and go do this. And it was like, I got to get started. I don't want to, because I'm enjoying what I'm doing, you know, sitting here and whatnot but I got to go do it, you know? So that it, once I got back into the routine, now I'm back in the routine. It's easy and I enjoy it. Um, but it's just, it's just the start. 
do you does going to the gym and making those gains, making those improvements, has that gotten easier and maybe less mentally taxing on you now than when you started? Hundred percent, yeah. Do you feel like it might be the same for training? And I'm not asking because I'm trying to like goad you into actually right. doing it. it th- this is now just me kind of looking for no, your I, thoughts. I I think so. Um, I'm, I think your body would adjust as well because the more you do it, I think the less, um, not not less effort, but the less mental like energy you have to put into it or maybe it's the same and you're just used to it at that point um but it i would definitely say it gets easier and you're gonna even then you might want to you're almost gonna want to do it because you want that feeling until you break that routine from at least in my opinion for me i'm a routine guy if i have a routine and i can stick to it i do great and i even enjoy it but as soon as i break it and i start doing something else uh it's hard to get back into it and i don't like to break what i just i don't want to have to force myself back in the routine. Uh, but as long as I stick to the routine, I am peaking in everything. So uh, I, mm-hmm. I think that's where it comes down to is if you could, if I could do the same thing with rocket league, I'm sure I would have the same effect. Do you think that some people are just better at getting better at things? Oh, hundred percent. I think it's just the way we're wired. Everybody's different. Um, I have friends who f- can peak physically um, and improve in some physical aspect, whether it be a sport or uh, or just lifting or something like that. Um, and not just because of their genetics um, necessarily, but the way their brain wired. They're just they just have, they understand it easier. Um, they're gonna they're gonna improve faster. Um, same thing with like instruments. Like I improved. Uh, me and my friend both started playing saxophone. I improved at a vastly different rate than he did, uh, just because something clicked. We just understood it better. Um, whether it be our upbringing and how we learned things from whenever we were, you know, a toddler growing up, um, to just having it. I think some people are just born with natural abilities, you know, um, Mm -hmm. for certain things. And I think that's in every aspect of our lives, including video games. Do you think that can be learned though? So, Again, just going back to this whole adventure that I'm on, if you spend time training for a month very intentionally, it's do you think after that month of training that after that month of training, you see more production in your training faster? Because if you are intentionally improving on or with that training does that make sense uh kind of yeah i think it's to a point though i think at some point the natural ability will will take a factor um because if i want to use like an example like me and my sister we're, we're from the same family even um but when it came to schooling um i had no motivation in school I'll be perfectly honest, but everything came super easy to me. I was in trigonometry my junior year, like it was nothing. Uh, But I had no motivation to get good grades. I had no motivation to do anything. But my sister, on the other hand, worked her tail off to get smart. And she went to college. She is going to college doing crazy things. And she got great grades, was in all the same classes. But she had to work so much harder to get the grades than I did. Um, And the difference was literally, I, I could have been higher than that but I just didn't have the motivation to work for it. But my natural ability to understand the things and pick up on it um, was just way more than her. Love my sister to death and she's a great person and she worked her butt off to get where she's at. Uh, but that is the case. We're all born with different things. I lacked motivation, but had natural talent. She had all the motivation in the world, but lacked some of the natural talent. But do you think that hard work led to those things getting easier for her over time? Did she have to work as hard maybe two years in to see as much success as she did when she first started? Like the same level of success or growth came faster two years on than when she initially started really so. working hard. I don't think so, honestly. She continues to even to this day um, for because I think she's going back for her master's now and she continues to have to work just as hard. Do the things that she's already learned be easier? Yes, obviously. But the things that she doesn't know and that she's attempting to learn, she has to work just as hard. It has it has not gotten like easier to learn new skills. 
Hmm. Maybe now, what does that apply to Rocket League? I don't know, but I know in her case, she's uh, she's just always had to work her butt off. And, and I'm not saying she's not a smart person; she is. It just didn't come as natural uh, as naturally to her. But yeah, you know, because she continues to have to work her her tail off to uh, to improve and gain new skills and things like that. Yeah, I that's intriguing to me because I I mean I don't want to discount. Obviously, you know your sister and her story a lot better than I do. And I'm sure, I guess, me being the optimist that I am, that she has learned things along the way as well that have made her better and more effective at doing and learning whatever she is trying to do and learn. To a point, yeah. I mean, there's probably like ways of taking notes that became faster and more efficient so she didn't have to spend as much time on it and things like that i'm sure there's processes and systems that she learned to cut corners and make things easier for her um but i think at a point of just basic understanding of things uh Mm -hmm. like how fast your brain's going to pick up on something i don't think that has changed yeah what is she studying if you don't mind me asking i'm just curious Uh, like what the what the subject is and how that uh she it's early childhood development and something else she's trying to work for riley hospital um and whatnot so i can't there was something else to go along with it i just can't remember what the other one was sure okay that's interesting i wish i was smart enough to actually know things about this it's all just like conjecture for me it's it's really (laughs) it's really fascinating though because honestly it was probably five or six months ago, maybe even longer at this point, where I finally realized how bad I was at getting good at Rocket League. Like, it's not that I, I mean, I, I obviously could have gotten better at Rocket League, but I was also just like bad at getting better at Rocket League. So I think once I learned how to get better, I started improving at a more rapid rate. So once you learn how to train better, or once you learn how to learn more effectively and faster, then things can get easier. You know what I mean? No, yeah, and I think that's, I think that comes to what I said, where she learns systems in place that helps her, that helps her to cut corners and improve, but the basic understanding in the, in the brain, like how fast she picked up on things, I think stayed the same. Yeah. What I think maybe happened with you is you hit uh, a point where you, the systems you had in place stopped working uh, as far as how you were training and how you were getting better. And maybe some, I I, mean, I could be wrong. I'm just guessing. Or they never uh, worked in the first place. Let's be honest. Or that. Uh, <laughs> and you, may, you just, you just learned a way of training that now helped your brain recognize though. Like it helped you for you to actually get better because your brain wasn't recognizing how to get better. Like you needed a system that was going to help you recognize that your brain was still doing it at the same pace in a sense, but you just didn't know where to go. Now your brain didn't even know what to try to understand. Yeah. Right. Well, and yeah. And I think there's, there's something to be said, go kind of taking this full circle that when it comes to something like a flip reset or a ceiling shot, there are underlying mechanics in this game Look at how quickly all of the pros adapted and added in flip resets into their game. It's because they had all these underlying fundamentals that were already there that made that not really something else that they had to learn. It was just a different way of doing things. Right. The foundation was there. Right. Something like you and me, the foundation or the skills aren't necessarily there to even do the thing, the kind of, you know, if, if flip reset is level four, we struggle with level two. So of course, when we try to do something on level four, yeah, we're going to suck. Exactly. There's no reason to try level four if we're still struggling with level two, but it's, it sure is fun to try level four. Exactly. That's my point. (laughs) Exactly. Who cares? Who cares if we get scored on? It was, it was at least fun while it was happening. That's right. Everything in my life, I've always been too impatient. My parents have always said that. I wanted things and I wanted them now. <laughs> and it, it, it has seeped its way into every bit of my life. I, I tell you what, if you want to get into Champ 2 and 
and like solidly into champ two, just stop going for the ball as much. And you will, I can guarantee you right. when I, when I stopped going for the ball as much, I went from champ one to champ three in like 10 minutes. Stop, I don't, I don't doubt stop challenging bit. the ball as much and you will, you will fly into champ two. I don't doubt that one bit and I really should take that advice uh, and I will try to, but no promises. <laughs> yeah. I, I will not hold my breath. <laughs> put it that way. I will not hold my breath. Cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you kind of going on a random uh, goose chase with me uh, through that. But I, I think, I think it's, I think there's a lot there in terms of just goofy stuff to think about and, and how to look at the game and whatever. So, uh, as, as, um, we always do, uh, any final thoughts for the infinite boost podcast listeners? Um, I'd be curious to get some input from your listeners for anybody that is already higher rank than us or has like even achieved something like semi pro pro on that last conversation we just had to see if they agree or disagree, considering they have achieved um, that top level. And if they working with other pros that they've seen maybe having having to work harder than them, I'd be curious to get their input uh, from your from your listeners on that. So is that you're skipping ahead to the question for the audience? Oh, but, I, oh, my bad. I <laughs> Gosh, dang it. Oh, I ruined just, it. Ah, I don't even know what to do now. I feel so out of out of order. Okay, so there's your question for the audience. Don't worry. We okay, have okay. everything else. What are your final thoughts? My apologies. Uh, my final thoughts. Um, oh, Lord, I'm on the spot. I don't know. Um... As far as everything we talked about, I probably need to spend more time <laughs> purposely in free play instead of just mindlessly hitting the ball. I think that's my biggest takeaway. I mean, it would it would certainly help. And I mean, and stop going for the ball. <laughs> I'm I'm doing my best to not put my stuff on every like everybody's got to do this game how they how they want to do the game. That's that's what I'm trying to uh allow as much as possible i don't want to put judgment on people but uh yeah practice more and then you'll get better it's crazy how that works what what a concept <laughs> yeah right any anything else anything else before uh we get to the final stages uh i don't think so no i think i'm good cool where can people find you out on the internet uh, you can find me myself on Twitter at MPG Woos. Uh, I think I'm on TikTok as Woos the Dog Dad because that's just my personal stuff. I don't I'm not going to make videos anymore, but it's there. Um, I think it's the same on. I mean, actually, I'm MPG Woos on Twitter or Instagram, sorry, as well. Um, and just Curtis Woosley on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Wow. Ooh. I think. I think you might be the first LinkedIn profile ever shouted out on the Infinite Boost podcast. I've been, I've, I'm literally in the middle of uh, making my LinkedIn look better because I haven't touched it in forever, and, and it's now important. So, is it important for business stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. There, Even there's in a lot e of connections on there. Oh yeah. Oh, it's way more than you think, actually. Huh. Yeah. There's a lot of connections on there that I'm that I didn't, I forgot I had actually that like I've met through like Twitter and other places that post on LinkedIn way more than I thought they ever did. And now I'm ar and I've already started to like learn from other esports like moguls, like really high end people on there. I've been watching some of their podcast interviews and uh, just some of their posts that they've been putting to try to just get more knowledge so I can improve my own craft. Like who? Um, so f just this is the first one that comes to mind. Owner of Parabellum Esports or the former CEO. He was the founder of them, Chris Lama. Um, uh, he was he advised me for a little bit. Um, I've I've talked to him a lot uh, before and even interacted with him on Twitter. We talked uh, and whatnot. Uh, then his higher ups, actually, from Amuka Esports and um, things like that. I had never seen their stuff on Twitter or uh, talked to them. But the people who literally brought him on and his higher ups are all on LinkedIn. And I'm now connected with all of them watching their stuff, which is huge because they have done amazing things for Canadian esports. Um, so I try to take as much of that as I can and uh, learn from it. Hmm. All right. So there you have it. 
esports taken over LinkedIn. Who who would have thought? I certainly wouldn't. Cool. Well, Wooz, I appreciate you taking the time to come hang out with me out of your busy, I mean, clearly very busy schedule. I'm I'm sure you gave up uh, a few ranked games to come and chat with me, so I appreciate you doing that. I wish you uh, best of luck. Uh, and did you were you able to shout out everything that you wanted to in terms of like online stuff? Anything else you want to sneak in before we cut the cord? Absolutely. Follow us, Melon Patch Game Men on Twitter. The G wouldn't fit. Uh, and then <laughs> Twitch and every other pro and every other platform. It's just Melon Patch Gaming. So uh, give us a follow. Come check us out. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate again, appreciate you taking the time to come hang out with me. And as always, thank you for the boost. Absolutely. Appreciate you bringing me on.